Good morning, good morning, welcome to the Inside Out Podcast. My name is Tom Lelio, and this podcast is for all those Catholics and Christians and believers who are inside the pews but feel like outsiders. It's also for all of those who are on the outside looking in, thinking to themselves, I'm never going to be able to go into that church because I'm just going to feel like an outsider. This podcast is for you, and today I'm talking about can mass, can church be too reverent? Check it out. Welcome back, everybody. So before we begin, I want to give a shout out to all the subscribers on YouTube and also our patrons over at Patreon. If you're getting value out of these podcasts and if it's helping you feel like you're not alone in the church, well, then I'd encourage you to go check out patreon.com forward slash churchvidtv and uh, support the podcast and support the YouTube channel. We really do appreciate it. So today's episode is inspired by a meme I saw on Facebook where a friend of mine posted. It was a pretty girl. Uh, She was facing you. And the meme read under her reverent Catholic liturgy and doctrine or sound doctrine. And then behind her, it was as if she had walked past a couple. And the guy of the couple is checking out the girl. And he is labeled as young Catholics. And so the uh, idea was that the young Catholic was attracted by or took notice of the reverent liturgy and sound doctrine. Meanwhile, next to the guy was his quote-unquote girlfriend, and she was labeled as the Vatican, and she is looking at him like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, why are you looking at this other girl? So um, I commented kind of off the cuff, and I do apologize if my thoughts are a little, little, um, little, well, cloudy. That's the word. A little cloudy today. Um, but I just got done working out this morning and it was a late night last night. So I'm just kind of, this is where I'm at. But anyway, so I kind of responded saying something along the lines of like, yeah, reverent liturgy is good. And hopefully that's what brings about, you know, holiness and stuff. But like I'm right now where I'm at in my personal faith journey, I'm more attracted to community. Another way to put it, um, I'd rather go to a church that has a vibrant community um, of people doing stuff and, and pursuing holiness than a church that had a really reverent liturgy. Now, to start off, I don't think it's an either or. It's definitely a both and. It's a, 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 I would love to see both a reverent liturgy and a vibrant community. But the, the pushback was kind of like, was basically like, well, like what is community without, you know, holiness without sanctity without you know like god and you know talking about how like priests should be preaching about hell and salvation and all this kind of and confession and the sacraments and all this kind of stuff and it just kind of got me thinking like is it possible for mass in the context of the catholic church to be too reverent and i'm gonna say yes for right now like where i'm at right now is i just feel like I go into church and nobody gets me. I go to church and I feel isolated, alone, ostracized. I feel, I don't know, I just kind of feel all these things. And like sometimes the liturgy can bring me back to like a good place, but more often than not, it's the people around me that bring me back to a good place. So like, for example, last weekend, my wife and I went to a church that we haven't been to in a very, very long time because some 
stuff went down and I, you know, didn't feel like it was a good place for me to go because every time I went to that church, I would be angry and just mad the whole time. And they do a pretty good liturgy. Like as far as liturgy goes, like it's, um, the homilies are fine. You know, they're good. They can be, and they can be good, challenging sometimes. The music's fantastic from a technical standpoint of view. Like the cantors are, they're all singing the right notes and stuff. So that's cool. Um, so we went there and, you know, the liturgy was fine. It was reverent. It may not have been uber Catholic, like, you know, Latin mass at Orientum, that kind of thing, but it was reverent. It was good. But it was the people around me that kind of made mass that helped me to enter into what was going on. And I've been to churches with reverent liturgy and I didn't know anybody. And it just felt cold. It just felt unwelcoming. And then the priest would get up there and talk about sin and heaven and hell and how we're all going to hell unless, you know, we repent and accept Jesus as our savior and all this stuff. And it just felt like, I don't know, I just felt alone. I didn't, I felt like an outsider. I didn't feel like welcome at all. So like for me, I think there can be times where priests or churches go so far with the reverence of the liturgy that they forget about the individuals that they're supposed to be leading and they ostracize them because they become so fixated. And okay, I'm going to say something and I'm just going to say this out loud. They become so fixated on God that they forget about people. And I kind of wrestle with this because like, yes, it's all about God. But like at the same time, like, well, what about me? I don't know. I hope I don't, I'm not alone here. I hope I'm not like offending somebody. I'm just, I'm just speaking from where I'm at right now in my life. And like when I was growing up at high school and in college and my twenties, like I was all about God and like, God, I'll surrender my will to you. And it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. And I had no problem with that. But now I feel like, okay, God, like I gave you everything and things are going well, but they also have sucked along the way. And like, yeah, you've been here, but like, I feel like, what about me? And I think some people are going to judge me for that. And they're going to say, well, it's not about you, Tom. You know, it's all about God. And I'm going to push back a little bit and say, well, okay, like, prove that to me like a little bit like why is it all about God so like this is kind of the the rabbit hole I've been going down lately it's been like okay is there objective truth yes I do believe there's objective truth okay is there a divine lawgiver like there's where did this truth come from like okay I could I could I could picture an entity that would say like this is the way I want it and then I get to the point of like okay well what is this divine being like and I get to this this notion of the Judeo-Christian God. I look in the Old Testament and then I get to Jesus who reveals the fullness of God. And I struggle there. I struggle there because it's like, sometimes it seems like God is like, unless you go to church, you're going to hell. Unless you do this, this, and this, you're going to hell. And I'm actually reading Mere Christianity right now. And C.S. Lewis kind of throws it out there where a lot of people think that God is just a lawgiver. And unless you do what he says, then he'll punish you. And he says, I don't think that's a good way to look at it. And I was kind of like, yeah, that's how I look at it right now. And his response was, you know, if you think about a divine lawgiver, everything that we do is either moving us closer to uh, being molded in that divine lawgiver's image and likeness um, or farther from that. And if that divine lawgiver, if the end of our life here is to spend eternity with a divine lawgiver, then your decisions and how you act are either going to set you up to want to spend, uh, enjoy, 
uh, eternity with him or we're going to have to endure eternity without him. And I thought that was a really good way to look at it that basically it's not so much like God being a divine lawgiver and unless you listen to me, you're going to hell, but more along the lines of like, hey, this is what you're created for. And the more you conform yourself, the more you shape yourself towards what you were made for, the more you are going to enjoy eternity um, because you're going to be that like who you become, like as you become more of who you were created to be, then that's what's going to be revealed at the end. You know, when you die, like it's not going to be like, okay, like, you know, what did you do just physically? Like, how do you look and how's your health? But like also on the inside, interiorly, where are you at? So I thought that was helpful. And I just, I guess the bottom line for me is I feel like an angsty teenager. I feel like my high school years and my 20s were a lot like where my kids are at right now. You know, I love my kids right now. And uh, my three-year-old this morning on the way to school, she was just like, Daddy. I'm like, what? She's like, I love you. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. Like that kind of made my day. And then like my older kids, like they just, they like spending time with me. They like when I, my wife and I tuck them in at night and there's security there. And that's kind of how I felt. And then I guess I feel like an angsty teenager where I want to question my father. You know, I want to question God a little bit. I want to see like what's in it for me. So it's kind of self-centered. Um, and I also want a little bit of freedom, you know, from my parents. And so I'm testing what that freedom is like. Um, and the interesting thing is I still remain rooted in what I believe is true. And I do believe in objective truth. And deep down inside, like, I do feel like it is God that is behind all that. And I do believe that it's Jesus Christ that reveals the fullness of that truth to us. And I believe that fullness of truth is found in the Catholic Church through the sacraments. And but there's a lot of stuff that gets in the way, you know, I guess that's and I guess that stuff is just people. It's whether it's my humanity and my personness and my flaws or the flaws of others. So I'm just kind of on a journey here, guys. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys are kind of journeying with me. I hope this all makes sense. Listen, if you're listening to this on the Anchor app, please send a voice comment. I'd love to feature it in the next episode. Or if you're listening to this on Facebook or whatever, drop a comment below. Let me know. Do you think mass can ever be too reverent? Um, cause right now where I'm at is like, yes, I think it can be too reverent when it separates if what, when it loses sight of the people in the pews. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's that, and that could be the wrong way to look at it. Like I could see a lot of my friends being like, no Tom, like it's all about God and we should be re- as reverent as possible. And I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, I'm like, just don't forget about the people in the pews that don't get it or that maybe aren't there yet, you know, and and what can we do to make that awesome reverent celebra- uh, celebration more accessible to people? And I'm not saying to water down the liturgy, but what are we doing beyond the mass that bridges that creates a bridge or builds a bridge of trust so that when people come to mass and we have these high expectations of them to, you know, keep their kids quiet or to bow or to kneel or to know the responses, like that's all, there's a lot, like the, the mass demands a lot out of you. And sometimes you just come to mass and you're just not ready to give it, you know, like I, so I go to mass sometimes. I'm just like, I'm not in a state of mind right now to give the discipline that some people would like 
me or my kids to have at mass. And I think when people get mad at others for not being quote unquote as reverent as they can at mass, you know, maybe they're coming to, to, to mass in their sports uniforms because they're going to a soccer game later or maybe they're cutting out of communion early because they, they need to spend time with your family and Sunday's the only time they have with their family and they only have a couple hours before they have to go back to work. Like, I mean, that's been us the past few weeks. You know, I had to cut out of the announcements because I wanted to go have breakfast with my family. And some people are going to look at that as like being irreverent, but I'm, we're just trying our best. So, um, yeah, well, thanks a lot for, for listening. I really do appreciate it. Leave a comment below. And again, if you're getting value out of this and you want to support this ministry a little bit, go to patreon.com forward slash church TV. And uh, please share this, you know, if you, if there's someone in your life that you feel is just kind of, you know, journeying through, they feel like an insider, uh, they feel like an outsider, even though they're on the inside of the pews of the church, or they're like an outsider, um, who is never going to step foot because they just feel like they're going to be ostracized when they walk into a church. Uh, this podcast is for them. So thanks a lot, guys. I'll catch you later. God bless.